John chapter number one. We're going to be reading the first five verses of John chapter one. The Bible says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, or without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and darkness comprehended it not. We're in a Sunday morning series here at Chesbro Baptist Church. I'm going to take a little break from that series and preach this message since this is a special service. This is our Thanksgiving service. So I'm going to take a little break from that series. And the, net, the title of the message I'm going to preach this morning is this. His name is wonderful. Let's pray one last time. Dear Gracious Heavenly Father, I pray for the message this morning. I pray for the Word of God as it's preached. And I pray that you'd be with all of our hearts. Help our hearts to be open and soft to hear the Word of God this morning. Thank you once again for everything you've given us, for the blessings we have, for our health and for this church and for our friends and family and for the dear people sitting in this auditorium this morning. We thank you. In Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen. In 1959, a woman named Audrey Meyer walked into a church in Duarte, California. The pastor of this church was her brother-in-law. He was a pastor by the name of Dr. Luther Meyer. That Sunday morning, it just happened to be a Christmas Eve. And on that Christmas Eve in this church, they had a Christmas play. The children were dressed up as angels. They had a teenage girl uh, uh, playing Mary. And uh, the, the, the children had worked hard on their songs. And they had worked hard to memorize their scripture. And they had worked hard to memorize their lines and their placement. They had worked for several weeks on this play. And this Christmas Eve morning, uh, it was time to do this play. Miss Audrey Meyer, she watched the play and she was amazed and it just it, was a, it touched her heart and she began to weep as she watched this play thinking about what Jesus Christ did when he left heaven and he came down here to be with us. After the play was over, Dr. Luther Meyer, her brother-in-law, stood up as pastor of that church and began to thank all the people who were in that play and began to speak about Jesus Christ and began to speak about His birth and began to speak about why He came and why He was born of a virgin and why He came down here to give His life as a propitiation for our sins. And He, he, he talked about the cross and Christ's death and how He rose again and He gave the gospel message. And there was one... One little phrase in what Dr. Luther Meyer was saying that stuck out in Miss Audrey's ear. And that was this phrase when he said this phrase. He said, his name is wonderful. Miss Audrey Meyer went home that night and went home that afternoon and she couldn't get that phrase out of her head. And she began that she got a piece of paper and a pencil and she began to write down some words. And she got on her piano and she began to pick out a tune and she wrote and she came to church that night. And she went to the piano and she had the words and the music and she got all the children. And before service that night, she taught the children this chorus. And these were the words that she sang. She sang, He is the mighty King, Master of everything. His name is wonderful, Jesus my Lord. He's the great shepherd, the rock of all ages. Almighty God is He. 
bow down before him, love and adore him. His name is wonderful, Jesus my Lord. Let me tell you something today. His name is wonderful today. We serve a wonderful Savior, Jesus Christ. His name is wonderful this morning. Isaiah 9, 6, For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Matthew 1.21, And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Acts 10.43, To him give all prophets witness that through his name whatsoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sin. Psalms 2, 9 and 10, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that the name of Jesus, Philippians, not Psalms, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. Revelation 19, 16, And he, shall on, and he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. Let me tell you this something today. Our Savior is a wonderful Savior today. It doesn't matter what kind of problem you got at work. It doesn't matter what kind of problem you have at home. It doesn't, have, doesn't matter what kind of problem you have at church. There is no problem so big you can't turn the wonderful name of Jesus Christ this morning. It doesn't exist. There is not a problem big enough. But we have a problem in today's churches. And you know what the problem in today's churches is? The problem is that we've began to leave our first love, which is Jesus Christ. And, and we began to, to, to love money more. And we, belo- and, and we began to love being liked more. And, and, we, and we began to love fitting in more and fitting in with the modern crowd. And, and we've left our first love of Jesus Christ. Now today our churches would rather be popular. Our churches would rather be accepted than, 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 be, uh, uh, than, than, than to be with Jesus Christ. That's what they'd rather be. And even us personally, we can get so busy in our day-to-day lives that me and you can grow cold and distant from our Savior every day. Let me tell you something. He is still wonderful today. Hey, the Hollywood crowd's going to mock him. The lost man is going to ridicule him. But my Jesus is wonderful this morning. And I've got three reasons why Jesus is wonderful today. We're going to go through John chapter 1. So keep your Bibles open to John chapter 1. We're going to look at some verses in there. And I'm going to give you three reasons why Jesus is wonderful today. Reason number one. He is wonderful because Jesus is the Word of God. He is wonderful because Jesus is the Word of God. Let's go back to John chapter 1. I want you to notice all the capital W's we have in this verse, in verse number 1. In the beginning was the capital W Word, and the capital W Word was with God, and the capital W Word was God. All right, who is this capital W Word? Uh, Who is this Word? Well, verse verse 14 says it. Look down at verse number 14. And the capital W word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. I want to tell you this morning 
that in your hands is the Bible, and the Bible is the written Word of God. Well, let me tell you something about the person of Jesus Christ. The Bible is the written Word of God, and Jesus is the living Word. Word of God. If you could turn this book into a person, you'd have our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you could turn Jesus Christ into a book, you would have the Word of God. Hebrews 1, 1 and 2, God who at sundry times and divers manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son. Let me tell you something, Christian. Every time Jesus spoke, he spoke the very precious words of Jesus Christ. Every time he opened his mouth, the words of Jesus Christ came out. That's why he's such a wonderful Savior. He's such a wonderful Savior today because Jesus Christ is the Word of God. See, that's why we get so defensive about our Bible. That's why we get so defensive about it because Christ and the Bible are intertwined. Like I said, if you could take Jesus Christ and turn him into a book, you would have this book. Hey, let me tell you something. It's not hard to find Jesus in this book because Jesus is the theme of the Word of God. And it would make sense that if Jesus is the theme of the Word of God, then every book in the Word of God, the theme of that book is Jesus Christ as well. Genesis 3.15 And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, thou shalt bruise his heel. Exodus 12, 13, so the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where ye are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Leviticus 17, 11, for it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. Numbers 21, 8, and the Lord said unto Moses, make unto thee a fiery serpent and set it upon a pole. And it shall come to pass that whosoever is bitten, when he looketh thereon, shall live. Deuteronomy 18, 15, the Lord thy God will raise up unto thee a prophet out of the midst of thee, of thy brethren, liken to me, unto him ye shall hearken. Joshua 5, 13, and Joshua went unto him and said unto him, Art thou for us our four adversaries? And he says, Nay, but as captain of the host of the Lord, I am now come. Judges 13, 6, and the, the woman came and told her husband, saying, A man of God came unto me, and his countenance was as a countenance of an angel of God, very terrible. Ruth 4, 14, and the, the woman said unto Naomi, Blessed be the Lord, who hath not left thee this day without a kinsman, that his name may be famous in Israel. 1 Samuel 2.10, the adversaries of the Lord shall, uh, shall be broken into pieces. Uh, uh, out of heaven shall he thunder upon them. 2 Samuel twenty two forty seven. The Lord liveth and blessed be my rock and exalted be the God of the rock of my salvation. I could do that all day. I could stand up here and I go through every single book of this Bible and I could show you where Jesus is the theme of every book. Why? Because his name is wonderful. His name is wonderful this morning. Don't ever forget it. His name is wonderful today because he is the center and he is the theme of this book. Let me tell you something. You want to know why Jesus is wonderful this morning? I'll tell you why. Number one, because Jesus is the word of God. Let me tell you why. Number two, number two, he is wonderful today because Jesus is the word of God. And number two, Jesus is the almighty God. Jesus is the almighty God. Let's look at verse number one. The Bible says, and the word was God. 
And the word was God. Contrary to what the cultists teach, contrary to what false religions teach, he is the almighty God. No, he wasn't just a good prophet. He sent the prophets. Uh, no, he wasn't just the first creation. He is the creator. John chapter 1 this morning, it reads like a lawyer standing before a jury. This lawyer stands before a jury and Jesus Christ is this lawyer and he's got 10 statements that he reads before the jury to prove his deity. Now, what does deity mean? Jesus' deity means that he is the almighty God. Now, there are 10 statements in John chapter 1. Let me say this about these statements. If any one of these statements are true, then you don't need the other nine. If just one of these statements is true, that means he is the almighty God. But he didn't just give us just one statement. No, he gave us 10 statements. Let me tell you some things about these statements. You can't make these statements about a Baptist preacher. You can't make these statements about the Pope in Rome. You can't make these statements about Joseph Smith or Brigham Young. You can't make these statements about any mortal man that has set foot on the planet Earth except for Jesus Christ. Let's look at verse number one. Verse number one. In the beginning was the word. Statement number one. Jesus is the beginning. Jesus is the beginning. Psalm 90 verse 2, Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hast formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Statement number one is Jesus is the beginning. Statement number two, Jesus is the creator. Let's look at verse number three. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Genesis 1.1 in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. What did that just tell you? John, verse number three just told you that Jesus was the creator. Genesis 1 says that God created it. And, and John says that Jesus created it. What does that mean? That means Jesus is God. Let's look at our next statement. Number three, Jesus is life. Verse number four, in him was life. Genesis 2, 7, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Statement number four, Jesus is the light of men. Verse number four, And the life was the light of men. Genesis 1, 3, And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. Statement number five, Jesus is incomprehensible. Verse number five, and the light shineth in darkness, and darkness, darkness comprehendeth it not. First John 1 John 1.5, then this, this then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness. You know why he's incomprehensible? He's incomprehensible because the world can't understand him. He's in, they're in darkness. They've got their eyes closed. They cannot understand him. They can't understand our Lord Jesus Christ. They can't understand our, our, our Bible. They can't understand our Christianity. Why? Because he's incomprehensible to them because they're in darkness. Number six, he is our, Jesus is our Savior. Verse number seven, the same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. 
Hebrews 11, 6, but without faith it is impossible to please him for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Hey, you got to have faith and you got to trust that he is the Savior. That's the only way. You have to put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Statement number seven, Jesus is full of glory. Look at verse number 14. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. Psalm 24, 8, who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. And you know what? Next, uh, number next, he is, Jesus is the only begotten. Verse number 14, the glory as of the only begotten of the father. Hebrews 1, 5, for under which the angels said he at any time, thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. And again, I will be to him a father and he shall be to me a son. You know what that word begotten? That's a special, special word. That is a special, special word. You know, if, if you have another version of the Bible, I, that's fine. That is 100% fine. I only preach out of the King James Bible. You know why? Because one of the reasons is that word begotten. Man, that word begotten is a special, special word. And I don't want to read out of a book that takes begotten out. Because begotten is so special. Begotten means he is the only son of God. That's it. He's the only begotten. He is uniquely born. Man, you know what? If you have a Jehovah Witness come and knock on your door, and uh, you have that Jehovah Witness come and knock on your door, and you ask them if Jesus is the son of God, you know what they'll say? They'll say yes. And then they'll clarify, but we're all a son of God. Hey, no, 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 you've got it wrong. Jesus isn't a son of God. He is the son of God. He's not adopted. He is the son of God. He was uniquely born. Statement number next, Jesus is full of grace. Verse number 14 says, full of grace. Romans 5, 15, much more the grace of God and the gift by Christ which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many. And number 10, the final statement this morning, he is full of truth. Verse number 14, full of grace and truth. Psalms 31, 5, into thy hand I commend my spirit. Thou hast redeemed me, O Lord God of truth. Time and time and time again, the Bible goes out of its way to show me and you that Jesus is the almighty God. Modern day religion might turn and try to turn him into a mortal man. Hollywood may try to mock and ridicule him. And the common man may profane and use his name in vain. His name may be dragged through the mud. Let me tell you something about the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. His name still stands today. Why? Because his name is wonderful. Let me tell you something. Jesus is the word of God. Jesus is the almighty God. But number three, Jesus is still the lamb of God. Let's read verse number 29 in John 1. The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold the lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. Let me tell you something. He is the word of God. And yes, he is the almighty God. But let me tell you what I'm thankful for today. I'm thankful that he humbled himself to become the lamb of God. That benefited me greatly. 
He, number one this morning, he is a humble lamb. John 1, 43. The day following Jesus would go forth into Galilee and findeth Philip and saith unto him, follow me. Man, you know what Philip was? Philip was a soul winner. Philip got saved and Philip went out and he began to tell people. Philip went out and he began to give the gospel and he began to tell other people and and Philip would go and, and, and Philip found Nathaniel. And he said, Nathaniel, we found him. We found him, Nathaniel. We found him uh, that Moses talked about. We, we found him that David sang about. We found him that, that Daniel prayed to. We found him that the prophets prophesied about. We found him, and guess what his name is? His name is Jesus of Nazareth. You know what Nathaniel said? Can any good thing come out of Kent? No, I'm just kidding. He said, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? You know why? Man, because Nazareth, man, Nazareth was a poor place. You know what I think? I think that's why the religious elitists of the day, I think that's why they didn't like him. Oh, if he would have been Jesus of Jerusalem. Oh, if he would have been Jesus who had graduated from their schools, Jesus who had graduated from their seminaries, if he'd have been Dr. Jesus or PhD uh, PhD Jesus, if he'd have had letters after his name, maybe they would have recognized. Maybe if he'd have have studied under one of his scholars, maybe then they would have recognized. But no, Jesus of Nazareth. Let me tell you something. Nazareth, Nazareth was one of the poorest places in the Bible days. You know, in Nazareth, it was not uncommon to see people still living in caves. It was very rare to see an actual house or dwelling place in Nazareth. And in fact, those that did have, have houses, they had to live in those houses with their beasts or else their beasts would, would freeze in the winter. They'd have to bring their pigs and they'd have to bring their horses and their goats. They'd have to live in the house with them during the winter or they'd freeze outside. That's how poor and how low Nazareth was. Hey, even the shepherds, you you know who who gave Jesus his birth announcement? It was the shepherds. Man, the shepherds were shunned. The shepherds were the lowest on the totem pole. Why? Because the shepherds, they stunk. They stunk because they lived among the sheep and and they were shunned and, and they were smelly and they were the lowest on the totem pole. But you know why Jesus chose the shepherds? To give his birth announcement? Because Jesus didn't just come to save the religious elitists. Jesus came to save the shepherds too. Jesus didn't just come to save the rich man. Jesus came to save the poor man. Jesus didn't just come to save the popular man. Jesus came to save the unpopular man. Jesus came to everybody. Why? Because Jesus was the humble lamb. Not only this morning was Jesus a humble lamb, Jesus was a cleansing lamb. He was a cleansing lamb. Verse number 29. The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. I want you to understand something this morning. I want you to understand that down through the corridors of the Old Testament, if a man wanted to be right with God, there was still only one way to go. 
Though there are certain dispensational truths where, where, where God built upon the revelations in the Bible, the, pl- the simple plan of salvation has always been the same. You can go back to Cain and Abel. How did people get saved back in Cain and Abel's day? Number one, by grace, you didn't deserve it. Number two, through faith, obedient faith, trusting faith. And number three, through the blood of the lamb. It's always been that way. From the very beginning to today, the way of salvation has never, ever changed. Faith means not just knowing it up here. The devil knows it up here and he's going to bust hell wide open. Faith isn't knowing up here. Faith is knowing it in here. Faith is knowing in your heart that obedient, trusting faith. That's what that means. You see, what would happen is a man would bring a lamb or goat, or if they're very poor, they'd bring a bird. Their family would come to the place of sacrifice, and their family would lay their hand on that animal, and they would give it to the priest. That priest would then take that animal and slit that animal's throat to shed its blood. Now let me tell you, it must have been a bloody, bloody scene. Blood everywhere, all over the altar. Man, you can imagine the way the priest looked at the end of the day. Every square inch of him probably had blood on him. Now, let let, 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 let me say something very important here. That blood, what it would do is it would make an atonement for sin. You know what an atonement is? It's a covering. It's just a covering up. Your sins aren't gone. They're still there, but they're atoned. They're covered. And although that father, that father, he didn't know the details because it's easier to look back than it is to look forward. That father, he didn't know the details, but he knew somehow, someday, God would send his own lamb. And that lamb wouldn't just atone for sin. That lamb would take sins away. Jesus Christ wasn't just an atonement or a covering of sin. Jesus, uh, God's lamb, Jesus Christ, took sins away. And what did John say? You know, many, many, many preachers would want to preach that message. David would have wanted to preach it. Daniel would have wanted to preach it. Isaiah would have wanted to preach it. But you know who God chose? He chose John the Baptist. And if you can imagine John the Baptist's booming voice as he looked at Jesus Christ, And he said, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Thank God a priest doesn't have to come every year and offer yearly sacrifices to simply atone or cover up. But when I was nine years old, I accepted Christ as my Savior. And Jesus didn't atone for my sins. He didn't cover up my sins. Bless God today, Christian. He took my sins away. Past, present, and future. He was a humble lamb. He was a cleansing lamb. But I also want to tell you today that he was a saving lamb. Verse number 12. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. It doesn't say receive baptism. It doesn't say receive communion. It says received him. There was a traveler passing through Europe. And this traveler loved to get off the beaten path. This traveler passing through Europe, he, he got off the, be- the beaten path and he went, to this, went into this little European city. 
and surrounding the city were these huge, tall spires, and they were really, really beautiful, and they'd been up there for many years. And he was taking pictures, and he was admiring these spires, and he came to one spire, and he looked up at the near the top, and at the top, he could just make out a lamb embedded in that spire. Now, this was very odd because there was no other spire in the city that had a lamb embedded in it. So he, he talked to a local and he, he waved him over and he had been practicing the language and he asked the man, why is there a lamb embedded in that spire and not in any of these others? And the local looked at the traveler and said, you must be new around here because everybody knows that story. See, years ago when the masons were building these spires, there were three masons up at the top of that spire and one mason fell off, off the spire. The other masons climbed down, and as they made their way down, they, they thought they would come down to see the dead body of their friend. When they got to the bottom of that spire, what they were surprised to find was that although he was injured, their friend was on his feet. How in the world did he survive that fall? You see, just as that mason fell off that spire, a shepherd was leading his lambs to the slaughter. And that mason landed on one of those lambs. Now the lamb died, but the mason lived. So they immediately went up to the top of that spire and they put a lamb, picture of a lamb, into that spire. And underneath they wrote these words, this lamb gave his life so our friend could live. Let me tell you something. Is there not another picture of Jesus Christ? God gave his lamb so I could live eternally. And he gave his lamb so my sins could be washed away. Let me tell you something. My Savior is a wonderful Savior. He is the Word of God. He is the Almighty God. And he is the Lamb of God. Is it your Savior today? I'm not asking you if you have religion. Because religion's not going to save you. Religion is not going to do anything for you. I'm not asking you if you've been baptized. I'm not asking you if you've been confirmed. I'm not asking you if you attend a Christian school. I'm asking you, do you have Jesus Christ in your life? Has there ever come that time when you've invited him into your heart and put your faith and trust in him to take away your sin? Now, if you are saved, let me ask you, have you become cold from him today? The outside might be fine, the outside might be polished, might, might look like it should, but maybe there's someone in here today, you need to come back to your love, first love of Jesus Christ, because you've been drifting away. You know, Mrs. Meyer had it right. His name is wonderful. He is the mighty king, master of everything. His name is wonderful. Jesus, my Lord. He is the great shepherd, the rock of all ages. Almighty God is he. Bow down before him. Love and adore him. His name is wonderful. Jesus, my Lord. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Just a minute, we're going to have an invitation. If you're in here today and you don't know 100% that when you leave this earth, You'll open your eyes in heaven. You can know that today. 
The Bible says these things I run into you that you may know that you have eternal life. You can leave here knowing that, that you're going to have eternal life. If you're in here and you're not saved when the invitation starts, if you'll come down here and you'll get my attention, I'll sit right here on this front pew while the music plays and I'll take a Bible and I'll show you how you can know that you're saved. Maybe you're in here today and you are saved and you've been saved for a while, but you've drifted away from Jesus Christ this morning. And you haven't been able to experience how wonderful it is, how wonderful his name is, because you've drifted away and your fellowship has faded. Maybe today you want to recommit yourself to Jesus Christ and recommit yourself to your first love. But I want everyone to know this about my Savior. His name is wonderful. In just a second, I'm going to pray. After I pray, we'll stand with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, and the invitation will begin. Dear Gracious Heavenly Father, thank you for everything you've done for us. Lord, thank you so much that we have a wonderful Savior. Thank you so much for being wonderful. Thank you so much for being the Word of God. Thank you for being the Almighty God. But, but, but Lord, man, are we so thankful. You are our Lamb. And your blood doesn't just cover our sins. Lord Jesus, your blood takes our sins away. Thank you for that. Be with our invitation this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Please stand with your heads bowed and your eyes closed as the music begins to play. You do whatever the Lord has laid on your heart.